Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the Plant School Podcast. I'm Rachel, and here we learn about plants, how to care for them, how they work, and I keep it simple and taught in a way that anyone from beginner to expert can enjoy. Join me in Plant School. Welcome to Plant School this week. I'm so happy to have you here listening. This episode is another plant care guide for String of Pearls, and it was actually suggested by one of you, a listener, on Instagram. So, Kenna, thank you for reaching out to me and suggesting this. I'm glad I'm finally getting around to it. If you guys ever have a suggestion for an episode, feel free to message me on Instagram at tinnyplants. I do get around to most of them. No promises, because I don't want people to be mad at me but I do write them all down and do my best to cover them. So today, we're going to be going over string of pearls, and not only does this episode apply to string of pearls, but all of the string of plants, except maybe string of turtles. That's in an entirely different plant genus, and I'm pretty sure it's in a different plant family. So today, what we will be covering is string of pearls, which is Senecio rolianus, string of dolphins, which is Senecio peregrinus, string of bananas, which is Senecio radicans, and string of tears, which is Senecio hurrianus. And those are just four string of plants. I'm sure there's more in that same family, but those are kind of the main ones that you will see out and about in like a houseplant store or at a hardware store. And I do want to mention that a lot of times you will see these plants placed in the curio genus. So instead of the Senecio, they will be in the curio genus. And this is just a new genus that has been recently created for these succulent Senecio species. And so not a whole lot of people use this genus quite yet because it's new, but that is also where they belong. They go by either term right now. Kind of just diving more into what are these plants. So they are succulents. They have these long vines or strings of either pearl-like leaves, if it's a string of pearls, dolphin-like leaves for a string of dolphins, etc., etc. And they come with a lot of common names because I am covering kind of a grouping of plants. But one that I really loved for string of pearls was string of peas. I just thought it was cute. Also kind of makes me want to eat it which could be a bad idea because these are actually toxic and we will talk about that. So their little leaves are the peas or the dolphins or the teardrops or the bananas and they are modified leaves made to store water and facilitate their survival in dry places because that is where they are naturally found. And these leaves, if you think about it, the surface area of them, like the outside layer of them, is relatively small for the amount of what's inside them, the amount of water that they're storing, which also poses a problem. Taking the example of string of peas, that's what I'm going to call it, the spherical structure also dramatically reduces the area 
that sees the sun to absorb sunlight. A flat leaf, you know, gets a lot of sunlight. It sees it all. But when it's a little ball, it's not seeing that much sun. Just like one little piece of it is getting the majority of the sunlight. To help this, this plant throughout time has adapted to have what's called an epidermal window. So if you look at your string of peas or whatever string of you have, there is actually a narrow crescent-shaped band of tissue that is basically see-through. It's a translucent tissue that lets in light and kind of illuminates the interior of the leaf. So that increases the area of leaf tissue that can be photosynthesizing. I think that's really cool. It's basically like it has adapted to have this little sliver of a window you can see it because it's a different color than the other tissue of their little leaf on the pearl or whatever have you. And that little window just lets in all that light so that it can be photosynthesizing more sunlight. So neat. So these plants can actually be grown outside if you live in a climate zone of 9 through 12. So those are fairly warm climates. And if you have well-draining soil, they will actually grow as a sort of ground cover. And they're also very popular as, you know, just outdoor hanging planters. If you don't live in zones 9 through 12 and have it as an outdoor hanging planter, you have to bring it in during the winter months because they do not do well with really cold temperatures. Being a succulent, the water inside them will freeze and just destroy their plant cells. Last thing I wanted to mention about what these plants are is that they are members of the Asteraceae family. So asters are things like daisies. It's a huge family, but a lot of times the reason why plants are in the aster family is because of their flowers. And these string of plants are no different. They all flower, and for the most part, they are these little white compound daisy-like flowers. They have these long red stamens, and usually they flower in the summer, and they smell like cinnamon. I heard one person describe it as kind of like a holiday potpourri. If you've ever had a potpourri and know what those smell like, they smell great. So I kind of want to smell one of these flowers one day. So when it comes to their symbolism, because some of these string of plants are pretty new or they aren't super popular, I couldn't find symbolism on all of them. Maybe they just haven't been assigned any symbols. I don't know who's in charge of that. So for string of peas or pearls, it's said to symbolize purity, loyalty, and friendship. I feel like those are really beautiful symbols, especially if you do want to gift a string of pearls to someone and have it represent loyalty and friendship, I think that's really cool. For string of dolphins, they symbolize happiness and prosperity. As far as string of bananas and string of tears, I couldn't find any symbolism that was like officially listed for them, unfortunately. Alright, and moving on, where do these plants originate from? They are native to dry areas of southwest Africa where they trail along the ground and their nodes root into the ground creating a creeping ground cover. Usually they're found in the shade protected by other taller plants or by rocks. 
And in particular, I wanted to point out String of Peas because it was actually named in honor of someone who was the first person to record this plant when he found it in this really arid region of Namibia, South Africa. So his name is Gordon Douglas Rowley, and he actually just recently passed away. So he lived from 1921 to 2019. So knowing that he is kind of like a recent botanist, we can see that String of Pearls is a pretty recently discovered or recorded plant. I know that people in their native country knew about this plant much earlier than Gordon ever did, but he is credited because he recorded it and brought it over. So he's a British botanist and a writer, and he specialized in cactus and succulents basically his whole career. And so they named this plant, I'm not sure if it was after he passed away or before, I'm assuming it was before he passed on, they named String of Pearls after him to honor him, which I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry guys, but I'm really confused about because String of Pearls, like I mentioned, is Senecio Rolianus. So they named it after his last name, Roli, but Rolianus like your last name and anus honoring you? No, I don't I don't think so. What if I had a plant and it was called tinny anus? I don't I wouldn't want that. It's like my butthole. That is basically what I think of. But I guess in Latin anus does mean ring or circle. So I I get where they're coming from. But still to the average Joe saying, oh, this is Senecio Rolly Anus. I just think of a booty hole. And I, maybe that's just my problem. Maybe it's just me. But I'm sorry, Gordon Douglas Rolly. I'm not sure if they did you the honor that you deserve, in my opinion. But moving on from that, how did these plants become houseplants? There wasn't a whole lot of documentation on this. Because some of the plants I cover, like palms, for example, that we just did, there was a lot of documentation on that because they were very popular during Victorian times and it was like an early house plant that existed where these are more recent ones. And so I'm going to share with you all that I could find. So these plants, like I mentioned, only survive in zones 9 through 12. So that doesn't allow them to exist as an outside plant in most areas of like the US or of Europe. It naturally kind of became a houseplant in our homes. People thought they looked very unique and cool and our homes have very moderate climates inside of them. So it was mostly common sense that brought them into our homes. String of Dolphins, however, had an interesting story. So to start off, String of Dolphins is actually a cross of String of Pearls with another Senecio plant, Senecio articulatus. It's also called the pickle plant or the candle plant or the hot dog plant. There's all sorts of fun names for that plant. So they made a cross of those two plants and it created string of dolphins. And what actually made it popular was a viral Twitter post in Japan. And so it just shot its popularity through the roof as a houseplant. And I actually did find the Twitter post and it was a picture of a string of dolphins. It was posted in 2017. Currently, right now, I, when I looked it up yesterday, it had 9,659 retweets and 10.2 thousand likes. And because I am not familiar with Japanese, I took the caption and I put it in Google Translate, translated to Mecha Iruka, which means fairy dolphin. 
I thought it would be something more exciting or insightful, but no, it it just said fairy dolphin. I'm sure Google Translate could do better on that translation, but that's the rough translation of it. It just went viral. I think people were really excited to see a plant that is probably the closest thing, closest plant we have to resembling a dolphin, and it's pretty close. Like, if you look at pictures of it, and so at the time that that picture was posted, string of dolphins was pretty rare, but since then, you know, it's been five years, and you can find them really easily. They're not, I would say they're not considered rare anymore. When you do have a rare plant that goes viral like that, and it's in demand, Immediately, growers will start to propagate them. Hobbyists start to propagate them and sell them all over on their platforms. So very quickly, the plant becomes more common and affordable to the public. If you look them up, you can find them at really affordable prices. And if someone is advertising it as rare... I'm going to say it's mostly just a marketing ploy at this point. It's been five years. The supply has caught up to the demand, and so they're not really considered rare anymore, at least as a houseplant. I'm going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to get into the care portion of these plants. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and... What do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So getting right back into their care needs, first of all, what kind of light do they prefer? So they prefer dappled, bright dappled light. So small amounts of direct sun are fine, but they really need bright light. So I would say maybe a couple feet away from a window is preferred. If they are moved around, just note that they can actually lose some leaves due to the environmental stress of being moved. So if you want, you can move them slowly and kind of allow it to acclimate and just be patient with them. Those pearls or dolphins or bananas, whatever you have, will not grow back from where they fell off. But there are ways to get around that that I will talk about in just a second. So just be patient with these plants when you do move them and know that they may lose some if it's particularly stressful for them. If your string of plant is getting too long and leggy or stringy, they are probably needing more sunlight. The more sunlight they have, the closer together those little pearls will grow to each other. When they don't get enough sunlight, they are trying to travel faster to get to that sun. Therefore, they are spaced farther apart, which kind of makes them look straggly and not what we want. And on the flip side, if they are starting to turn brown, it could be due to too much sun and they are getting a little bit of sunburn. These plants prefer temperatures between 70 to 80 degrees in the warmer months. That's 21 to 27 degrees Celsius. And in the winter time, they like it between 55 through 60, which is 12 through 16 degrees Celsius. 
So in a typical home and by a window, they will be doing just fine. When it comes to watering these plants, you want to water them when at least the top one inch of soil is dry. They are drought tolerant plants, so don't go crazy with watering. If you notice any yellowing or mushy leaves, that could be a sign of overwatering, and you can fix it by just letting the soil mix dry out, making sure you have drainage for these plants. Not having drainage holes is kind of asking for these plants to die very quickly because they are super susceptible to root raw as most succulents are. And also if you notice shriveled leaves, this can be a sign of underwatering and they are needing water. You can water them and they should plump right back up. And for me, when I water succulents, usually what I will do, it's usually about two weeks or so until the soil really dries out and I just soak them with water. Of course, let that water drain out into a sink or something, but I soak them. You don't have to like give them a few drops every now and then. Honestly, that sounds like a pain in the booty, a pain in your rolly anus. Just kidding. I I had to do that. I had to. But I feel like it's a common misconception for succulents that, oh, don't water them hardly at all. But you can soak them and water them. Just do it when their soil is completely dry. And that's how I would personally go about it. These plants aren't super affected by humidity or lack thereof, so it's not really needed for them. They do fine in super dry places. As far as fertilizing for these plants, it's recommended to fertilize when they're actively growing, which is usually in the summertime, and do it every month or so during that growing period. From what I could see, most people recommend using a 10-10-10 fertilizer or a 20-20-20. And you're going to want to dilute the fertilizer because they are very susceptible to fertilizer burn. And if you do notice any adverse effects that you normally don't see on your string of pearls or other plant, that is usually fertilizer burn and you can help remediate that by soaking the soil and letting it drain, kind of just leaching out all that extra fertilizer out of the soil. So when it comes to repotting your string of pearls, peas, whatever plant, they prefer well-draining soil. So you can get a all-purpose soil and add sand to it or perlite, something like that, or you can just get a succulent or cactus mix. Any of those work great. These plants actually don't need to be repotted super often. If you do see roots coming out of it, that is a sign, or if it just seems to be too full in its pot or not growing as well as it used to. So these plants, they have very shallow roots. So the most common reason for repotting is the pot is just getting too full. It's not very often that you'll have roots coming out of the bottom of the pot. So in that case, when you are repotting it, don't get a pot that is super deep or anything since their roots in general won't be down in there and absorbing the water deep into the pot. And when you do repot them, make sure to be so very gentle because their leaves are easily detached. You want to mostly be working with the actual pot, squeezing it, tapping it. You could get like a crochet hook or a toothpick or something to kind of get around the sides of the pot and pull out the soil. It's best to do this when the soil is dry and comes out in one chunk. And also a lot of people prefer using terracotta pots for their string of plants because these pots are breathable and they wick away extra moisture in the soil. Knowing that, just be sure you are checking the soil and giving them water when they do need it. 
Next question is, can you propagate this plant? And yes, you can. You can do it via seeds or cuttings. If you get seeds, they need a lot of warmth and they need constant moisture to germinate. You have to miss them pretty often to keep that constant moisture or you can create a sort of greenhouse effect by putting a bag over it. It can take a few weeks up to a few months for these seeds to germinate. Beginning of spring is the best time to do these seeds. And unfortunately, success rates can be low. They're a little bit trickier to get them to germinate. But that's okay because you can also use cuttings. You can take a three to four inch stem cutting. And what you do is you take off the bottom two to four leaves and you can place that bottom end in or on moist potting soil and lightly cover those last bottom few nodes that you just exposed by taking off their leaves and roots will start to develop at each node. Not just one of them, but every single node they will start to develop roots. It takes about three to four weeks for those roots to come in and you can do this to create a new separate plant or you can make yours more full. And it's actually recommended to be taking cuttings and putting them back on the top of your pot to keep your plant fresh and growing full because these plants can get straggly over time. Their average lifespan is around three to five years in your home before they really start losing their vitality. So if you're constantly taking cuttings and putting them back on the top, that keeps the plant looking fresh and new, which is really cool that you can do that. So it's kind of part of the maintenance of this plant. All right, and last two questions, I want to ask what pests are they prone to? Mostly they are prone to mealybug and oh, mealybugs are just the worst. I feel like they love succulents, but mealybugs are these little white cottony bugs. They can move around. Sometimes I've had them be more red and not so hairy and white, but they can cause your leaves to turn yellow or grayish. And how to get rid of them, you can get a cotton swab with rubbing alcohol in it and literally just wipe them off, which is an effective way to do it if you are really thorough. Or you can use neem oil, you can replace the soil because oftentimes eggs or small harboring mealybugs can be down in there. So it's recommended to replace the soil and use some sort of insecticide like neem oil or rubbing alcohol. And lastly, I just wanted to give some extra care tips for this plant. So number one, they are toxic. I mentioned that at the beginning. So please don't let animals or humans eat it. If you do, symptoms usually include vomiting or diarrhea. The sap can cause dermatitis, which is basically just irritation of the skin or a rash. So be careful when handling it if you pop one of them open and get the sap on you, just wash it off and try not to eat them even though one of its names is string of peas. Also something kind of interesting is that if you move this plant to a cooler area in the winter months and you slow down on its watering, that can help induce flowers if you do want your plant to flower. They bloom in summer and they last about a month and like I said, they smell like cinnamon which kind of sounds nice. And I've heard that it can be a little bit tricky to get them to flower inside. They do much better when they are placed as an outdoor plant, but it is possible to get them to flower inside. And my last tip is that you can prune them any time of year. Like I said, pruning them and using those cuttings to put back on top of the plant to propagate it 
is very much recommended. And that is it for the care guide of string of pearls slash bananas slash tears slash dolphins. Really so many plants that we covered in this episode. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope that you will join me next week for Plant School. Thank you for being here and listening today, and I hope you'll join me next week. If you'd like to support this podcast and keep it going, you can find the support link below in the description and donate. Or, I have some awesome Plant School merch, including stickers, shirts, and mugs, and the link to my shop is in the description as well. And if you don't want to spend any money but still support the podcast, share this podcast with a friend, either verbally or electronically. This will even qualify you for my giveaway. Just message me on Instagram at tinnyplant that you shared the podcast with a friend, and you'll be entered in for a chance to win some goodies. Winners will be announced on the podcast. Again, thank you for listening and I hope you have a great week.